Hello everyone, this is Deborah Richardson and today I am putting the AP in Happy where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. This podcast will give a voice to accounts payable team members by talking about the growing reality of cyber attacks in their world and which vendor setup and vendor management techniques they can apply to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Today's podcast episode is brought to you by the Authentication, Validation, and Management Toolkit for those AP vendor maintenance teams that still have a mostly manual process and need fraud prevention at each critical step of the vendor maintenance process. Go to DebraRRichardson.com to see the authentication techniques, internal controls, best practices, and what template forms, vendor communications, and desktop procedures are included. Stay tuned. Identifying the correct key performance indicators or KPIs to measure can assist accounts payable in improving processes identifying problem areas and becoming more efficient. Well, today I talk about 14 KPIs for AP vendor maintenance. Stick around until the end because the bonus KPI will help your ROI. Welcome to episode 37, 25 KPIs for Accounts Payable Vendor Maintenance, part two. Understand your vendor request activity. So in this two-part podcast series, I am focusing on KPIs specific to Accounts Payable Vendor Maintenance. After all, what gets measured improves. And while most AP KPIs focus on invoice processing, I have identified 25 KPIs to track and measure the vendor setup and maintenance process and data in the vendor master file. So in last week's podcast, 25 KPIs for Accounts Payable Vendor Maintenance Part 1, Understand Your Vendor Master File, I identified 11 of the 25 KPIs that can be relevant for the Vendor Master File in AP Vendor Maintenance. I continue this week with 14 additional KPIs that focus on the vendor request activity, which can be key to adequately staffing your team members, processing requests efficiently, and reducing the potential for fraudulent activity. So let's get into it. Understand your vendor request activity, 14 KPIs. So with the recent increase of phishing scams, the way vendor requests are processed is changing. Whether transitioning to a vendor self-registration portal, introducing RPA or other digital solutions, or realigning team member workload to accommodate additional tasks, if you're still manual, um, that are that's required to prevent fraud. And also um, just understanding how requests are being received and being processed is critical. 
So as with KPIs for the vendor master file, you may need to pull reports directly from your accounting system, ERP. You may need to pull them from ticketing system if you have one for your help desk, uh, emails or voicemail or, or live calls, or use RPA to pull or consolidate data accordingly, while some others may need to be manually tracked if that measurement is critical for your process, company, or industry, and is not able to be pulled from an existing system. Number one, the number or percentage of vendors added. So how many vendors are added per month can be used to identify seasonal trends, for example, that you can use for staffing levels and compare to the number or percentage of those vendors that are inactivated, which is a KPI coming up. Um, you can note the net growth and you can use that in a business case for a new or an upgraded accounting system or ERP. Now, when it's combined with the number or percentage of vendors change, which is another upcoming uh, KPI, it can determine the level of effort for digital solutions or the cost for third-party validation services related to processing those requests. Number two is the number or percentage of vendors changed. Now, how many existing vendor changes are received per month can indicate some problem areas. So are more change requests submitted months after a new staff member or new staff is onboarded or after a new or an upgrade accounting system or ERP is implemented or added? As with the previous KPI, when you combine it with the percentage or the number of vendors added, it can determine the level of effort again for digital solutions or the cost for third-party validation services related to processing these requests. Now, number three is, I love this one, it is the number or percentage of vendors inactivated. So how many vendors were inactivated in this month? Zero, was the process not run? So this can be a great management KPI, but let's look at the other end of it. Was it double the trend? That could be an indication that those inactivated vendors were the result of an acquisition that just never submitted a W-9 or W-8 or that were added and were just never used. That can be a business case to change the process for future acquisitions where vendors are not onboarded until they submit the forms or until they are actually used. Now, I have actually used this KPI for that same reason, where you know we inherited vendors and we didn't know if the vendor information was clean, but we had to uh, set them up anyway. Um, we kind of lost that battle, but then we never used the vendors, so we went back and inactivated them and then were able to identify or we were able to change the future process for acquisitions based on how another acquisition performed. So you can use that KPI to your advantage. But at the very least, this KPI indicates the number of vendors that are no longer available for fraudulent activity. Number four, 
the number of vendors pending confirmation. So most AP vendor maintenance teams have added calling the vendor prior to a change um, to a vendor's banking or more. Now this activity should require that you are tracking confirmation at attempts and this is most likely done separately on a spreadsheet and then that you're reviewing the total pending. And with that, you can adjust the process or policy periodically to ensure that pending confirmation requests are being followed up by the team members or that they have a date to close if the vendor does not respond. Now number five is the number or percentage of vendors that are pending updates. So if your team, you or your team received a request to make a change to an existing vendor, but you had to reach out for more information or a missing form, that activity again needs to be tracked, most likely in a spreadsheet, or put a process in place to close the request if no response is received from the vendor or internal employee. So again, these last two, the pending updates or the pending confirmation, those are good management KPIs. The next KPI, number six, is the number or percentage of vendors, the requests that are completed within SLA. So how many requests are completed within your stated SLA? Identifying this measurement is critical to align staff as necessary so that you can keep within SLA. We all know that being out of SLA, especially with ticketing and email requests, it leads to even more ticketing and email requests because they are checking on the status of their original request. So that's a cycle that actually takes some time to get out of if you're in it, but you also use this KPI to make sure that you have processes in place that can make that SLA. And if not, then you wanna update the SLA so that your internal team members or your vendors know what to expect. Number seven, the number or percentage of vendors that submit email requests. So do you have a ticketing system and can track the number of email requests? Use it to identify trends, the time of requests, and make sure you staff accordingly. And use those decreases to support a previous solution put into place so you can get a great pat on your back for that, or you can also use increases as support if you want to request a new tool solution or even a team member. Now, this again will have to be used with a ticketing system because as far as I know, there is no way to track Outlook email messages or Gmail messages, even if they came to a generic mailbox versus the individual APT members email. Either way, within Outlook or Gmail, I don't think there is a way to track the number. The next one is the number or percentage of vendors that call the help desk. So you can use this KPI as support for that vendor inquiry portal or the vendor self-registration portal, whichever portal can you can send invoices and their payment activity through. Now, these portals can reduce calls from vendors just calling to check on the status of their payments or the status of their payments once a correction is done to their remittance information on their vendor record. 
Now I will tell you I've seen examples where once a vendor registration portal or inquiry portal was implemented that the company no longer accepted vendor calls through help desk or requests through email. The vendors were required to go through the portal and the portal provided the authentication so it was something that reduced fraud. So really take a look at this KPI if you think it can be an option for your company. So number nine, the number and percentage of vendors requests processed by AP team member. So this measurement can be used as part of the overall performance of a team member. So I say this with caution because while it's possible to quantify the number of vendors added, um, the existing vendor changes process, the tickets or emails process, there are always exceptions. For example, a mom and pop organization with one location is faster to set up than a multi-state company with multiple remit and ordering addresses. In that same scenario, setting up a vendor in SAP versus PeopleSoft will definitely take longer due to the number of vendors that need to be set up and partnered in SAP. But you can use it for trends in the team member's performance and remember to take it in consideration with other assignments etc. So this next one, number 10, is kind of a pet peeve for me, is the number and percentage of vendors that have exceptions or part, were part of an urgent process. So this KPI should be tracked and it most likely it will be manual to identify patterns. So are the requests coming from the same department or departments? Meet with those groups to train or identify process changes or form changes that will eliminate the need for scenarios of immediate processing. On the other side, you know, if your team allows, you or your team allow the same exceptions over and over again, then you need to look at that and consider changing the policy. But you won't have that information if you don't track it. So this is another great management KPI. So number 11 is the number or percentage of vendors, denials, or request more information. So this is when you get a request in and it's not right or and you send it back or reject it or you request more information. So what you wanna look at is this this trend increasing. If it's being submitted by internals, then again, identify the group and work with them to request the correct information. If you're dealing directly with the vendors, consider some standardized language or a document to send them that identifies a clear process and the required forms. Actually, that um, standardized language and a documented process is good for internals as well. Number 12, the number or percentage of vendors returned ACHs. So you track this KPI to identify the problem areas. So was it a missed key by a team member 
or did the team miss a notice of change or what we used to call them a knock NOC multiple times but did not reach out to the vendor or update the vendor record and many of those are routing number updates from like bank mergers for example now you need to know and make sure that the notice of changes are being um, worked uh, because if you receive one multiple times but you didn't reach out to the vendor or update the vendor record and many are routing number updates from like bank mergers um, for example but if you don't update those you can eventually get a notch of fine for not doing so so this is an important KPI for that and then you also want to take a look and see if your vendors are not being inactivated which results in that old data being on the vendor file and now as soon as there's uh, activity now you're going to pay using that old data and now it's coming back because the data is not current so you definitely want to track it and since this is most likely a manual process you can also track on that same spreadsheet track it all the way through to a replacement Payment. And that really goes into number 13, which is the number and percentage of vendors that have returned checks. So again, it's the same as return ACHs. You need to track this uh, manually so you can identify a problem area. So for example, are vendor remit address changes not being done or not being submitted? Are vendors not being inactivated again? And that over data is used for current invoice and payment activity and if you are tracking manually again document all the way through to the replacement check so you can ensure that your vendors are being paid okay so number 14 is actually what I consider a bonus it is KPIs for return on investment or ROI length of time times average dollars per hour so with this kpi that could be used for any activity you can track how long it takes to process any requests such as an ad change returns etc by the ap vendor maintenance team or internal team members or vendors anywhere in the process that you could include in ROI calculations for that vendor inquiry portal, for that vendor self-registration portal, for that P2P automation project. Any project where you're going to have to calculate cost savings in order to get approval to implement, you can use this KPI. Now, if you want more information on ROI for a vendor self-registration portal, I will leave a link in the show notes so that you can click over to my blog post and read more about it. So those were my 14 recommended KPIs for AP vendor maintenance for vendor request activity. Does your department track or measure any other KPIs? I'd love to hear about it. Comment on the platform you choose to listen or email me at deborah at deborahrrichardson.com. And if you're looking for an eight-step process to clean your vendor master file, 
get the e-guide or toolkit and I will link to those in the show notes. So thanks everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 37th episode of Putting the AP in Happy podcast where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes for the links mentioned in the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy. Stay happy.